subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chan Inside Sports. I wonder where that guy finds his podcasts. Apparently not in the most common areas that he listed, because he had to throw that in at the end. Or wherever you find... Like, is he selling them on the black market? Does he have them inside his trench coat in the alley? I don't know. Late in the third period, Penguins and Canadians tied at three. Early in the third, Bruins and Devils even at one. Ducks and Islanders even at two. Later, Sabres at Avalanche. Jets play the Kings. And in the NBA, Raptors lead the Hawks 109-104 with about six and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, before we go to a couple guys we have on hold, 780-496-0063. Kellen, give me a couple of written messages. For sure. Uh, <laughs> had to laugh at this one. RBM, we are not talking about trading Dave Campbell. I think the Oilers are, t- are talking about Jack Campbell, or uh, you know, the fans at least are talking about uh, Jack Campbell's uh, potential future. Dave Campbell, as far as I know, is uh, still around with us, so it's all good. Uh, yes, thank you for <laughs> clarifying. Yes, it would. I, the trade proposals are for Jack. Campbell, not yes. for our colleague Dave. Exactly. All right. So there we go. Did uh, not expect to get a message of that. I would nature. be heartbroken if that happened. If Dr- Dave Campbell got <laughs> yeah. traded to like the well, Maple you know, you never, <laughs> you never know what you're going to get back. <laughs> All right. I know, I know. Anyway, uh, and uh, Steve from Edmonton texts in and says there is an unknown factor that no one is talking about with the Edmonton Oilers' eight-game winning streak the day before the streak started. I got engaged to my now fiance. You are all welcome, Oilers Nation. I'm glad to do my part. The Oilers are unde- sorry. What what was that person's name? Steve. The Oilers are undefeated since Steve got engaged. Did he give his fiance's name? Uh, no. Uh, we will call her Miranda. Okay, there we go. Steve and Miranda. I want to know her name now. Wouldn't that be something if if her name is Miranda, I should win a canned ham t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ask uh, Steve if he would like a canned ham t-shirt for him and his bride-to-be. Yes, we'll give, we do. We'll give them a couple's deal. We have a couple's deal. And I, I, I want to know her name for sure if he's willing to disclose it. Now I just want to know if it's Miranda or not. Uh, we have Douglas uh, calling in on the old-fashioned phone line. Hello, Douglas. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Oh, just a quick comment on Bedard there. He's a sneaky little one, he is, because I managed to catch his very first game he played. Well, my memory sucks because I can't remember who it was against, but uh, his very first shot on net came early, early. He did the same thing as he did to the Oilers last night, except he came from the opposite direction, and the goalie had to make a really good stick save by the post. But I just thought when I saw that, I go, well, that's pretty damn sneaky because the goalie can't see nothing, and all of a sudden there's a puck coming between the defender's legs or something, right? First NHL game was against Crosby and the Penguins. Douglas, I'm curious. Clearly, you watch a lot of games. I don't know if you ever listened to Rob and I after games. And Rob has discussed how shooters are becoming more and more, uh, you know, creative, trying to score from different angles. Do you think goaltending is going to adapt? Or or do you think now we're just entering an era where the offense is going to keep climbing? Uh, I don't know. I think they've stressed it to the point where you you already can't touch somebody. So uh, I think it's going to stay the same, I guess. Well, and you make a good point. It's harder just to go out and knock a guy's head off, right, and and take a star out of the game that way for sure. Thanks for calling, Douglas. Appreciate it. All right, sir. Ciao for now. Bye. Yeah, well, great goal by Bedard. <laughs> that was certainly, well, there were Chicago fans there. Oilers fans, I think, appreciated the goal. As I said earlier, good night for Oilers fans. 
Bedard lived up to the hype, got a great goal, a breathtaking goal, and then the Oilers you know, survived the first period with the lead and then pretty much uh, took the Hawks' chances away after that for the 4-1 win. Tony is on the line as well. Tony, go ahead. Hey, how's it going, Reed? Good. What's going on? So, I don't mean to be a hater, and I've been called this a lot because, you know, I've watched a few games with the kid. I'm not going to deny he has talent. But everybody knew he had a good shot. Everybody knew it. Before he even entered the NHL, right? Everybody knew he had a good shot. So I'll give him kudos for that. But I was expecting that shot. And in my personal opinion, I think Evan Bouchard kind of screamed Skinner on the shot. Um, the question I have for you is, everybody wants Campbell gone. Me, personally, I don't. I see something that maybe a lot of people don't. I see potential on the guy. I think he is, his confidence here in Edmonton is a little shot because he got sent down after a bad game. And then we have a coaching change. My biggest thing is, if we trade Campbell away and we give, you know, we give up whatever and we get whatever, what are people going to say if Campbell lights it up wherever he goes? Well, I, I, I would have to get Oilers fans themselves to respond. It's a what if. I think that most Oilers fans, if I could guess, would feel that's unlikely. Um, I I don't know if everybody wants Campbell gone or traded. I I would hope that Oilers fans would have a realization that any trade involving Jack Campbell would probably be a lost trade for the Oilers, or at least a trade that might have elements to it that is very hard to swallow. I still believe... And if anybody listens to this show regularly, you know I've been wrong before. But I I still think Campbell will play for the Oilers this season. Again, take hockey out of it. Treat it like a workplace. He's an employee. He's an employee who needed uh, some help to improve his craft. If he shows he's doing that in the American Hockey League, which I know isn't as good as the NHL, but if he shows that he does some work and appears to have improved by playing in the AHL, I think that employee deserves another chance to do his job. And yes, I know it looks like a really bad contract. And yes, I know I believed he was going to bounce back based on what I saw in the preseason, and he hasn't. But I still think he will play for the Oilers this season. Maybe his last chance as an Oiler, but I still think it'll happen. Uh, Kellen, let's. What else do we have? Yeah, uh, Richard texting in and uh, is very, very, very optimistic that the uh, success will continue with the Oilers. He says, "What is the longest winning streak in the history of the NHL? I think the Oilers are going to beat it this year." From Richard. Uh, well, I think it's 17 by the Penguins, isn't it? Let me double check that. I should know that off the top of my head, but my memory ain't what it used to be, guys. Uh, longest winning streaks in a season is 17 by the 92-93 Penguins, who then promptly were upset in the second round in seven games, seventh game overtime by David Volek and the New York Islanders. But uh, here there have been four winning streaks of 15 games or longer in NHL history. Uh, so I'm doing this for fun. I'm not suggesting the Oilers are going to get there because they're, they're not even halfway to the longest one. In 2012-2013, actually in March of 2013, the Penguins won 15 straight games. The New York Islanders, from January 21st, 82, to February 20th, 82, won 15 straight games. I'll skip the number two 
the the Penguins from March 9th, 93 to April 10th, 93, won 17 straight. Kellen, do you remember the second longest winning streak in NHL history? Mm. I'll give you a hint. You and I were doing inside sports together. Okay, so it's fairly recently then. It's um. also It was also accomplished by a team that would probably be considered one of the least successful franchises in NHL history since it's joined since it joined the league relatively recently. Okay, uh, Arizona slash Phoenix Coyotes. The Columbus Blue Jackets oh, won 16 wow. straight games from okay. November 29, 2016 to January 3, 2017. The Columbus Blue Jackets. So, gotcha. uh, yes, the Oilers have a ways to go, but to answer that texter's question, the longest winning streak in NHL history is 17. Hmm. If the Oilers got to let, – let's get to nine tomorrow. Not yes. going to be easy against the Lightning, who, by the way, might not have Victor Hedman. He's day-to-day, didn't play last night against the Canucks. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, we got an answer back from Steve. His fiance's name is Belle, so congrats to Belle and Steve. Belle and Steve are getting canned ham shirts. They are. I want a picture from the wedding reception of them in those shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when the wedding is, if yeah. they set a date or whatever. Hey, I got to tell you, though, you know. we, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's Steve. I keep forgetting the name. Steve, yes. Steve and Belle are now the official engaged couple of Inside Sports. Congratulations. Maybe the wedding cake will have the figures in the canned ham t-shirts. Or maybe they'll just serve canned ham at the meal. That that works. That'll be the meal. That works, too. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be quite the wedding to go to. (laughs) Uh, What else do we got here? We've got uh, one from Mona in Strathcona that's texted in and says that uh, the penalty kill is the most impressive thing about this streak. The power play is hot again. So really, if the Oilers are just even on five on five, they can win most games on special teams. Uh, Well, yeah, that's true. And plus, they've been winning most games five on five as well. That's the penalty kill, maybe that's a fair point. It might be the most impressive thing about the streak. I mean, the Oilers' power play has been over 40% the last eight games. With the way this power play has performed, nobody would think you were nuts if you were going to make a prediction that the Oilers could have an eight-game stretch in which the power play was over 40%. The, the people wouldn't say, oh, that's impossible. But if you would have said this to well, me, the Oilers' penalty kill is going to have an eight-game stretch and be at 95-point-whatever-it-is, I would have said, come on, it's not that good. They've shown they can't do that. So yeah, maybe that is the most impressive thing because it's probably the most unexpected turnaround of this streak for sure. Mm-hmm. Ron texts in and says that he is so happy to see Sam Gagne playing an important role with the Edmonton Oilers. He has to think that his uh, wisdom is and uh, tenacity is inspiring to his teammates. That's from Ron. Uh, well, I th- uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it'd be inspiring. I, maybe, but I, I certainly think it helps. And as James Hamlin said, and as Kelly Rudy was talking about, what an opportunity for Hamlin to learn on that line with Ryan and Gagne and listen into the conversations and see how those two players conduct themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like a master's class for up-and-coming hockey players right there. It really is. It's like one of those on- online courses you can sign up for, except his is in person, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a workplace, but more than anything else. So, there we go. A Laserface Larry texts in and says, Reed, I remember you doing shows 10 years ago when all we heard from the Oilers fans was that Gagne was too small to ever be successful in the NHL. Yes, I remember those. Uh, many people wanted him off the team. Uh, now those same fans are fawning over him. Give me a break. I wonder how long it will take for oil country to turn on poor Sam once again. That's from Laserface Larry. Uh, Laserface Larry has emerged over the last few months as perhaps one of our most pessimistic listeners of all time. I don't even know if he likes the Elks or the Oilers. Uh, (laughs) 
or he's just a master troll. I mean, yes, there. I remember doing those shows. Gagne can't do it, can't play center, got to get him off the team. I remember that was the sentiment. Uh, I don't think people ever disliked him or wanted him to fail, though. And, hey, he's back. He loves Edmonton. He loves being an oiler. Let people feel good about it, Larry. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, quickly here, we'll get into a couple more, Kellen. I know we still got a guest coming up tonight. Canadians and Penguins are in overtime. Canadians have a power play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a unknown text that's come in. By the way, if you guys want to give us a uh, nickname or whatever, some sort of moniker at the bottom of your text, I can put Yeah, your fiancé's name, whatever. Yeah, exactly, for sure. Uh, saying, does this return by Gagne cement his legacy on the Oilers' wall of honour? I don't know. In the Oilers Hall of Fame. Um, They have a lot of other names to get to first. Um, But the Hall of... Like a team Hall of Fame is different than the NHL Hall of Fame. You could just put in a player based on dedication, longevity, popularity. Mm -hmm. Um Accomplished a lot here while he was here. In, especially yeah, in and I mean, one, right? beloved and, and, you know, good in the community and stuff like that. I, I, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. I mean, he's still not even retired. Let's say this. If Sam Gagne helps them win a Stanley Cup, then the probability increases. Mm-hmm. Let's hope we have that to consider. Yes, for sure. And we got one from Emery uh, here quickly, Reid. He says that, I hope the Oilers don't overlook their pressing needs. They still need a competent second goalie. Maybe it's Pickard, but there's a reason he's been in the AHL for several years, and Brown has been a bust when it comes to giving the Oilers a true top six. He's actually much worse than Yamamoto and Pugliarvi. Hopefully there is a way for Holland and Jackson to swing a deal to address these needs, so I'm not sure how they do it given the cap situation. That's from Emery. All right. I think those are reasonable comments. We'll uh, get to one of my all-time favorites to talk to. I used to call this guy's uh, play-by-play when he played for the Golden Bears. He's now coaching Nate and the Stingers. Jordan Baker up next. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Want to remind you, it's delivery weekend for 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous this Saturday and Sunday. Still looking for delivery drivers and porters. Go to santasanonymous.ca, click on Get Involved, and then on Volunteer. You will not regret it. It's uh, an incredible volunteer experience. I am pleased to uh, welcome back to Inside Sports. He's currently the head coach of the Nate men's basketball team and the Edmonton Stingers in the CEBL. It's uh, my buddy Jordan Baker checking in. Jordan, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Reed? Good. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you. Uh, look, we've known each other a while here. Uh, one of our themes on the show tonight is Sam Gagne and uh, having that wise, grizzled veteran on your roster. Uh, from your experience as a basketball coach and player, I don't know if there's or I don't know if there's anybody you even want to give credit to uh, the value you see in having somebody who has the scars of battle, even if he's coming off the bench. Yeah, I mean. I think the biggest thing is you've got a, a veteran guy like, you know, like Gagne or, you know, you look at the Edmonton Stingers like Adidas, Peter McNeely. It's like it's an extension of the coaching staff. They have an understanding of what, you know, needs to be said in the locker room. They have an understanding of what needs to be said out on the ice or on the floor. And having those guys that have years of professional experience under their belt certainly, you know, makes your job as, as a coach easier. And, you know, it's, it's someone that the young guys can, can lean and, and talk to because sometimes going to your head coach is a difficult conversation. 
I like how you put that. It can also be uh, almost be an extension of the coaching staff. Uh, I, I assume it's Christmas break here for for Nate, but how's the team been doing? Yeah, it's uh, you know we 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 are a very technically based league, right? So our our exam time is now in December, and so we've been off um, for a couple weeks to allow the students to to take care of their academic stuff. But uh, we're ten games in. We're four and six. We have a very very young team, so. Um, we've come a long way already since September, and we're hoping for some some big things in the second semester. Um, and, and I know we t- want to talk about uh, a, a, a raffle you guys uh, going on. Thanks for sending me the link. I bought some tickets today. Um, the, 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 a coach in the, the level you're at uh, is busy. You coach. You got to recruit. You got to fundraise too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we've uh, we've actually leveraged a partnership with Flair Airlines as well as with the Edmonton Stingers. Um, to give us uh, a couple of grand prizes for for one of our raffles that helps support our student athlete scholarships. You know, with the with the schedules that these student athletes face um, in terms of you know being in class from eight to four and then coming to practice and study hall and lifting weights and playing games on the weekends, there isn't much time for a, a part time job to help offset some of the costs. So you know, we try to provide as much scholarship dollars as we can, but these fundraisers go a long way in helping out some of these young men. Um, and young women, because it's both both programs, in on the raffle to to put them in a position where they can be successful um, and not have to worry about funding and student loans. Um, you know, getting getting them weighed down. Uh, I'm going to tweet out the link to this as well, so people can help out uh, Nate Basketball by clicking the link. There are several ticket prices, so if you if you want to chip in a lot, you can. If you don't have as much, but uh, you don't want to just get a ticket or two, there are options there as well. I, I'm just curious, like you, you've done so much in uh, in Edmonton basketball, uh, and, and you you know you played Canada West with the Bears, and you were on the Bears staff, and now being on ACAC, like what? What's the primary? I mean, I know it's obvious to say, well, the caliber of the athlete, but anything else that you notice is a big difference from Canada West to ACAC? Um, I think, you know, one of the biggest things is the, the ACAC is like any, I guess, second league, um, when even you consider like the professional game, but the, the Canada West would be considered the top league in Western Canada. And the ACAC, as well as Pac West, would be, you know, sort of those second leagues. And they're for guys or older guys young guys who maybe physically aren't ready for the competition level of of the Canada West Conference you know at the U sports level or guys who have bounced around and are now figuring out what they're trying to do academically and they may be 23 or 24 or 25 and um, you know their window to be a, a U sport athlete is, has closed so you know we find some more mature guys are, are in our league as well so it's sort of guys at the beginning of their career um, and guys who've you know, maybe played at a U sports school, but bounced around or had some academic issues or, you know, some personal issues that are now, you know, trying to make a resurgence for their career and, and get some high level basketball. And so, you know, they wind up in our league. All right. Uh, and before I let you go, are you, are you coming back as Stingers coach? Do we know yet? What's going on? I, I, how much I'm allowed to comment on it, but, um, the verbal agreement is in place. I'm just waiting for the paperwork. Some of our, ownership is is out of town and and doing some family things so hoping to have something signed and official official before the new year but um all the conversations and indications are that i'll be back on the sidelines uh, with the stingers in 2024
All right, that's exciting. Jordan, thanks for hopping on. Uh, again, I've tweeted out that link so people can uh, grab a raffle ticket to help out Nate Basketball, the men's or the women's team. Uh, hey, man, love having you on the show. Thanks for uh, making time to talk to me, man. Really appreciate it. I appreciate it. I think this is the first time you haven't mentioned my free throw shooting on the air, so this is uh, <laughs> a brand new one for us. Yeah, I appreciate I, it. Yeah, I, I've, I finally decided to move off from that because yeah. uh, you've done so many other great things. Thanks, buddy. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> that is Jordan Baker from uh, Nate Men's Basketball, head coach of the team, uh, and an absolute hoops legend in this city. Pittsburgh, Montreal uh, are in a shootout. In fact, they're going to go to a fifth round, so this game will not end while we're on Inside Sports. Tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show game at 7. Oilers against the Lightning. Oilers will try to win their ninth in a row. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy's your studio producer. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening.